I identify myself as a Bible-believing, unashamed follower of Jesus Christ. I believe the Bible, I follow Jesus, and I'm not ashamed to say so. The answer is not in the next election. The answer is not in Washington, D.C. The answer to America's problems is in the pulpit and the pews of America's churches. That's what we do here daily on Bob Bernie Live. We listen, we think, and then we look at the Word of God, evaluate it, and develop our worldview from God's point of view. The views and opinions expressed are those of the participants and may not be the views or opinions of the staff, management, or advertisers of WRFD. Isn't it strange how that you take two pieces of material, you can take wood, you can take plastic, you can take anything, and you can put them in any configuration until you put them perpendicular to each other and make a cross. The Word of God. Read it. Obey it. That is the answer to America's problems. Call 1-877-BOB-LIVE. Bob Bernie Live. And welcome to a Monday edition of Bob Bernie Live. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. Here's my telephone number, 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. Hope you had a good weekend. Joy and I certainly did. Um, I had the privilege of speaking in the morning and evening services at uh, Berean Baptist Church in Pickerington, Ohio. What a sweet congregation. Wonderful, wonderful time there, morning and evening. Such responsive people and uh, grateful to Pastor DeVilbus for the uh, for the opportunity uh, to speak. So, I am blessed. All right. Uh, I believe I gave you the telephone number, 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. My, uh, my heart really goes out to the folks in East Palestine. Uh, here's a headline from today. Aches, rashes, and fear. Trauma remains after Ohio derailment. Actually, a well-written piece about what the folks in East Palestine are enduring. Um, And I want to say something very, very carefully, but compassionately. The mind is incredibly powerful. And it's going to be very difficult for the people, particularly those closest to the derailment, to discern between the real ailments that are very possible from chemicals and so forth and the imaginary. Please, I am not saying that all of the people up there that are having headaches and rashes and stuff, I am not saying it's all imaginary. All I'm saying is when you know that very dangerous and in some cases carcinogenic chemicals have been released in your neighborhood, the mind is going to assume at times that 
The feelings, the aches, the pains are a result of that. Um, I read this been, uh, several years ago, but I read in a reliable psychological publication that about 80 percent of all illness is psychosomatic in its origin. In other words, we have brains, minds that are powerful enough that if we really believe we have this disease or that disease, it is very possible that we can develop it. Again, the mind is incredibly powerful. So I am not diminishing the pain, the suffering, and certainly not the fear. All I'm saying is, if I were living there, if my family was there, it would be very easy to assume that you're going to have this symptom and that symptom, and uh, it's going to be very, very difficult to determine what is... I don't want to say real because that would, no. What is actually brought about physically and what is brought about because of assumptions that our our minds make, it's very real. It is very, very, very real. And the fear, the anxiety of the people who live there, very very real. Um, And I've mentioned this before, the home values, zero. Most of the homes in that immediate area are worthless now. And I mean worthless, completely worthless. People have been paying for years. I would imagine many people have their homes paid off, didn't know a penny. And now they're living in a home that could be dangerous. And the sad thing about this kind of thing, people won't know for years the after effects of the chemicals and so forth. It'll be years before the contaminants make their way into the groundwater, into the wells and so forth. Um, it's just a it's just a terrible disaster. Uh, some residents are suggesting Uh, that the railroad company should just simply buy every home from homeowners that want to sell, buy them, and then relocate them. That's probably not a bad idea. Um, Tragic. And from everything we can gather, it was completely preventable. Uh, bad bearing, uh, sensors that were not uh, proper on the on the wheel bearings, um, but like the uh, the train derailment in Springfield. What was that last week? No hazardous materials, but about twenty five cars went off the rails over in Springfield. Well, they determined that several of those cars had loose wheels. What? What are train cars barreling through America's cities doing with loose wheels and wheel bearings that are worn out? Um, it's inexcusable. It, it really, 
is inexcusable. And my heart just aches for the people of East Palestine. This is going to go on for years, sadly. And the federal government and the railroad company primarily need to do what's right. They simply need to do what's right. Uh, Very quickly, you probably heard that SVB Bank out in Silicon Valley went belly up uh, last week, the end of last week. Uh, Rumors got out that the bank was going to have a problem. Um, Clients of the bank ran on the bank, uh, began withdrawing all their money. The stock plummeted. And the federal government said, oops, well, we got to stop that. So they shut the bank down. Um, Second largest bank in recent history to be shut down because of failure. Uh, That was bad enough. We're finding out now, today, that over the weekend, a Manhattan, New York-based bank, Signature Bank, has also been shut down and shuttered by the feds. Uh, Signature Bank, a key financial institution for the cryptocurrency uh, industry, was shut down, quote, over a similar systemic risk exception. I have no idea what the future holds for this, but from an outsider looking in, This is not good. Um, I am certainly certainly not suggesting that you run down and take all the money out of your local bank. But a lot of people are going to do that. Uh, The president, Janet Yellen, and others are going to have to speak directly to the American people on this. Or we could have a real disaster. Bob Bernie Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. Remember when when we had indecency laws? Uh, you couldn't go around in public without your clothes on. Uh, that would be considered indecent. Um, a man could never, 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 never walk into a women's facility and then just take off all of his clothes and strut around. That would have been clearly illegal. The guy would be locked up. And not only would he be locked up, he would be scorned by society. We'd say, what is wrong with him? Is he some kind of pervert? He goes into a women's shower room and takes off all of his clothes and just struts around? Seriously. I believe in every state in the Union... That man would have been arrested, charged, and probably convicted for public indecency. 
and no more. We have introduced, well, we haven't introduced it. We have just perverted a word in our vocabulary, identity, or identify. And that's all you have to do is use that word identity or identify, and there is no such thing as public indecency any longer. Now, this story is out of Canada, but we have had similar instances here in America. Uh, Not long ago, a 15-year-old girl, by the way, a homeschooled girl um, in Calgary, Canada, went to the Canyon Meadows Pool because they had a special day for homeschool students. Yeah, it's a public pool. And they had, you know, a special day for this, special day for that, special day. Well, they had a special day for homeschool students. So a 15-year-old girl uh, tells her parents, that, you know, I'd really like to take some swimming lessons. They said, well, that would be, that would be great. And uh, so they took her down to Canyon Meadows Pool for swimming lessons. And on the third day of her swimming lessons, she's all finished with her swimming lesson She goes into the locker room to take a shower and get dressed. And an adult male walks in and undresses. Anatomically, biologically, fully, completely, a man. I don't think I need to get any more descriptive. And he strips down completely naked in front of this 15-year-old girl. He makes no attempt to hide himself or turn himself from her. No, no, just very proudly parades around the shocker room, the the shower room. The 15-year-old girl is terrified. Here is a grown man naked in what should have been a safe place. The girl said he promptly undressed. He walked around the room naked for some time. I was terrified. I got out of there as fast as I could. I felt shaken up and horrified that this was allowed to happen. Well, she told her parents, and her parents were furious. Uh, yeah? I have two daughters. I can't imagine how I would have responded. So the parents contact Canyon Meadows Pool, and Canyon Meadows Pool said, "Uh, well, um, there's not a whole lot we can do because, you see, he identifies as a woman. I'm not making this up. He identifies as a woman. As a woman. So they got no satisfaction there, so they went to Calgary police. And they said there was a man naked in the locker room in the shower with our 15 year old daughter. What are you going to do about it? And at first, Calgary police said, Well, we're going to investigate. And so they took a few days. And they investigated and came back and said, first, get this, 
the person involved, the man, uh, disputes the story. He says it didn't happen that way. Well, the parents said we have somewhere between three and five other witnesses. And then get this. The city of Calgary then says, well, the person in, and I'm quoting, the person in question identified as a woman, therefore, there was nothing that could be done. First of all, they say, well, we don't think it happened because the man says that it didn't happen. And then when they said, well, we have witnesses, Calgary police said, yeah, okay, well, uh, we're not sure that it really happened. But even if it did, as long as he identifies as a woman, there is nothing we can do. So get this. You have a male adult who exposes himself in front of a 15-year-old girl and other women in the locker room, the 15-year-old girl complains. The parents go to the swim club and complain and go to the police and complain. And guess whose side the swim club and the police take? The pervert. This is the direction we're heading. Where are the feminists? Where are those who want to protect women? They're nowhere to be found.